0: Welcome, this talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org. All right. Um, yeah, I thought we'd chat today about uh, perseverance of the heart. In light of you know, this week has been um, you know very difficult. I think for for everyone, it's not been a good a good month or a good couple of years or <laughs> whatever. I don't know. I keep saying, oh, it's been a hard week. It's this has been hard. This is one thing. I think that's what's hard It's just one thing after another. You know. Um, Yeah. So kind of coming together and seeing how we get, we kind of transmute what's happening together as a group. And I I do want to leave a little bit longer today with some group interactions. So to help facilitate that, uh, just coming together, you know, a few things that were coming up for me this week, was, um, in no particular order, um, equanimity, uh, how to reach that state of equanimity, how to work with the, the hindrance of anger, uh, how to work with forgiveness, how to work with uh, the difficult person, right? So like in the Brahma Paharis and meta practice, how to work with a difficult person. So all, all of these things have been kind of coming up for me and having some awareness around that and, and kind of reaching into, into the toolbox. of dharma to see how how that maybe you know assist and and help and you know actually maybe just starting with with anger that's where it starts with me (laughs) Mm -hmm. is at the forefront it says all this anger arising and um looking at the energy of anger one thing i noticed about the energy of, of anger it's it's definitely powerful you know it's a definitely definitely powerful and and yet the qualities are very very contracting right it's very, it's a powerful energy but it's very contracting mm-hmm. and what i notice is that um when anger arises the first thing that i notice whether it be on social media within myself is that there's a dividing quality mm-hmm. to, to anger and especially when i'm looking at well what's the benefit you know I could use I like could use love, and I like could use anger, and we have these powerful examples of both. Like the Hitler type of situation where they used anger, then you have the Gandhi, Martin Luther King type of situation where people were able to to create these movements. But one is unifying, and one is not. Right. So anger is automatically like us versus them. You know this, and this is very prevalent. This very core us versus them ideas concept is just rampant like through our political world and, and everything it's just us versus them so there's no way to unify and that therefore there's no way to make the changes that we need to make you know I've been hearing maybe many of you have too a lot of the statistics on some of these very basic uh, rules that uh, or laws that could be changed in regards to To gun control, very basic ones, like the the background checks and and whatnot, uh, assault rifles. And I've heard hearing a couple of different reports of like 80% or 90% of Americans, you know, believe in certain things that that can be changed. So it's not across the political divides and everything. But we don't hear that. We don't hear we just black and white. There's like no gray. There's no unifying factors. It's like um, it's either everyone wants to take all your guns away, you know. Or on the other side is, uh, you know, we want all the guns and nothing to change. That's all we hear, right? Um, or at least that's how it's presented. That's what I hear a lot. On on that on that front. So anger is not unifying, uh, and, and therefore, like I said, we can't, we can't come together. We have to be able to come together, you know, to to make to make changes. And I, and I think maybe most importantly is anger is dissonant with our own within our own being so when anger arises it divides ourselves like we become divided within ourselves because we can no longer see the big picture within ourselves if we can't attach we if we cannot detach our um our selfhood from the anger we cannot if we cannot see the difference between anger and and ourselves then where uh, most of ourselves is hidden, obviously there's just there's just this anger. So we cannot become unified. There's so much that we're missing out on within ourselves, uh, and this is probably the most problematic. And I think when we fall for the movements that are driven by hate, this is what happens. We actually lose a sense. We lose ourselves. We lose ourselves in the hate, and therefore we cannot access because a lot of these things is you know that are built upon built upon hate they're disguised in in love they're disguised in like oh we're doing this for the betterment of something right um, and we become blinded you know by that notion oh we're going to unify in, in hate and then again we just lose a sense of ourselves right so the first thing is recognize i am more than this hate like we cannot just be fully moving into that like that so we have to reach back into our tools and say you know how could i maintain my awareness of something greater than this right you know with with that just kind of read it read a couple things here Um, this is just a quote from the buddha repain and anger, repain an angry person with anger is worse than being angry first by not repaying an angry person with anger one wins a hard-won fight Hmm. the welfare of both is promoted of self and other knowing another's rage mindfully remaining composed knowing another's rage, mindfully remaining composed. And of course, there's a very famous quote from Martin Luther King. I've seen too much hate to want to hate myself. And every time I see it, I say to myself, hate is too great a burden to bear. Somehow we must be able to stand up against our most bitter opponents and say, We shall match your capacity to inflict suffering by our capacity to endure suffering. We will meet your physical force with soul force. That's my favorite line. It's just so beautiful. He's talking about something greater. You know, that physical force is driven by that hate. It's very, you know, singular. It's very like physical manifested, kind of three-dimensional, you know, kind of a thing. And he's saying, well, soul force, so this is you know, the great power of spirit, you know, to do, to do to us what you will, and we will still love you. Absolutely amazing. But be assured, very strong, that we'll wear you down by our capacity to suffer. And one day we will win our freedom. We will not only win freedom for ourselves, we will appeal to your heart and conscience that and conscience that we will win you, we will win. Sorry, that we will win you in the process, and our victory will be a double victory. Of course, this is like pertaining to the civil rights movements, but movement, but I think we could use this in regards to how we meeting you know, hate itself, right? And division, that's so much division. The last one from Henry Longfellow, if we could read the secret history of our enemies, we should find in each man's life, sorrow and suffering enough to disarm all hostility. And again, if we just move into the hate, we're missing insights like this. Like it's impossible to see insights like this, right? It's it's impossible. And they're there, right? One thing I think of too, when we think of hate is that the love needs, or the solutions need creativity. We need creativity. We need a space for creativity to arise because it's very dynamic. Hate's not dynamic, it's very simple. And that's why it works, I think. It's like, we don't like that group over there, right? it's easy. Oh, we're all gonna to come together and not like that group over here. To love people, that's dynamic. It needs a lot of creativity to love in certain ways, different solutions, different societies, different instances, different groups upon groups, right? We need that, that capacity to be creative in this moment to work with solutions. And again, that's something greater, Has that spaciousness has to be available so we can attempt to move into into these solutions again, within ourselves, and and externally. I like this little quote from Ajahn. If I'm saying it right, uh, Theradamo, Theradamo, Theradamo. You know him Ryan? I don't know if you know. Yeah, it's T-H-I-R-A and Dhammo, D-H-A-M-M-O. The first place to bring friendliness is your own anger, not as an antidote to it, but to provide some non-afflictive space around it in order to see the bigger non-contracted picture more clearly. What I love about that was the, not as an antidote. <laughs> he's not. He's like, we're not gonna take it away. We're not trying to fix it. Like, And, and again, this is that whole thing of like passionate non-attachment. Like we're not trying to, to move into something to necessarily fix it and to, and to take it away, but to transform it into something positive and beneficial and something that, uh, could stop this from happening again, whether it's externally or internally. So the first place is to bring friendliness, again, that spaciousness to your own anger, not as an antidote to it, but to provide some non-afflictive space around it in order to see the bigger, non-contracted picture more clearly. You know I think also too like akin at least with me it's like the self-righteous aspect you know like aspect where I can get caught in caught up into you know the anger and self-righteous aspect and like really wanting to move into more of a universal uh a universal good like to to hold on to somebody else's Buddha nature like like not just like, oh, I'm just connecting, like, you know, I hate to see your hate or your anger that manifested and I'm like this, but can I tap into a universal good that sees the universal good? Like, I'm not, I'm not relinquishing that for into that other person, right? Because um, if I move too far into my anger and that too far into us versus them, I can completely lose sight of their buddha nature you know and i I love this thought where they say like in in a a guru disciple relationship the guru is holding on to your buddha nature until you see it again so they only see you as a buddha right and they're holding on to that they're holding on to the conviction of that until you can see it again and Yeah, if we can't, if we if we can't hold on to that right view and others, even though they're exhibiting so much other than that, <laughs> so many qualities other than bodhisattva qualities, then again, we cannot draw that out of them. Right? And we're just gonna look the same to, to them, you know. Yeah. So, the equanimity piece, you know, equanimity in in dharma is is seen. Well, it's found on a lot of different lists. It's a quality, you know, of the heart. But it's really like it's when the heart mixes with with uh, wisdom, right? We have a lot of equanimity there, and you know this this talk about resiliency basically that's what we're saying is like can we mix the heart with 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 the wisdom peace so it's not moving into attachment mm-hmm. right So we need the equanimity, you know peace and um, there's a phrase am I not seeing it opened? Yeah, I don't know I erased it actually I think I was gonna read. yeah but just some equanimity phrases may i be open to how it is right now with more balance and ease so these are things that we could that we could work with may my heart be at ease with the changing conditions of life and my heart may i be open balanced and peaceful may i learn to see the arising and passing away of all things with equanimity with balance joy with balance joy and sorrow arise and pass away this is a natural part of life's journey. So when we read these, these aspects of that equanimity, this is we do this so we can we can have more effective action. You know, obviously it's not indifference, right? The near enemy of equanimity is indifference, you know. So we get allow things to come and go, allow these things to happen. But this allows us to be more effective in. How we react to certain certain situations. Again, if we're just locked into hate and anger, then there's not going to be any good that comes with that. Maybe I could I could uh, post these um, on the Facebook page or something. Uh, I've gotten so used to posting things with the Zoom group, <laughs> um, which is really nice. Uh, And I think it's nice because everyone could like copy and paste it and stuff. Um, So I just I pasted that for the Zoom group, but I can paste the equanimity phrases, you know, Mm -hmm. on online or in the newsletter too, so the live people can get them. But these phrases, yeah, we don't see them as as often. As like the metaphrases, they're not as as prominent. And I'm gonna read just one more. I know I feel like I'm jumping around a little bit, but it's kind of like a, just a toolbox situation. Um, speaking of anger, equanimity, and there's just a little phrase on forgiveness, and and I forgot actually who said this. I had it somewhere, but um. Or where I got this from I should say so I don't really have the source for this one but um forgiveness <clears throat> there's not a lot of direct teachings around forgiveness and I think because there's forgiveness is kind of tackled in a, in so many different ways around the around the dharma um I actually wish there was more teachings on, you know, specifically on forgiveness, but this is a phrase that I really like, it's more like the metaphrases, just as I allow myself to be imperfect, so I allow you to be imperfect, I allow you to be a learner, still learning life's lessons, I forgive you, and if I cannot forgive you, may I forgive you sometime in the future. And I'll, I'll put this in the chat box. That again, too. <clears throat> Just as I allow myself to be imperfect, so I allow you to be imperfect. I allow you to be a learner, still learning life's lessons. I forgive you. And if I cannot forgive you now, May I forgive you sometime in the future. So here's I've, I've connected these things along the way. I have a whole bunch of notes of notes. So sometimes I don't source everything perfectly. Here's another piece that I don't know where it came from. <laughs> and um, so the, the next piece I just want to give, like I said, a little bit longer today for some, some community. Um And and this is why, it's a beautiful little thing about, like, um, Sangha. Yeah, okay. Having good friends to encourage, support, and discuss with is particularly important because dealing with the powerful negative energies of ill will can sometimes be very disturbing and challenging. We all have a long and convoluted history of pain and ill will reaction. Some people a lot more than others. When we start to unravel this history, we may be surprised by what we discover, and occasionally it could be quite disorienting. Who am I really? This energetic ill will reaction or that embracing friendliness? Suitable conversations, suitable conversation is very significant with regard to ill will. As offhand critical remarks, malicious gossip, or unkind comparison can often trigger the underlying disposition of ill will into action, bubbling to the surface or erupting into consciousness. This is an ideal to aspire to, mentioned in the discourse on I'm Referring to the Mettā Sutta. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects her life, her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings. Um, so maybe we could just talk about our toolboxes a little bit, um, how we've been coping with tragedy upon tragedy, um, division, you know, anger, and these types of things. And so you know, presented some here, so maybe in the small breakout rooms, you can you know see how these have landed for you. and again, I'll just kind of put in the chat box too um, you know these um, these few things, which is equanimity, um, forgiveness, and you know dealing dealing with that difficult person. Um, I'll just put kind of these topics like dealing with how to reach anonymity, dealing with anger, forgiveness, dealing with a difficult person, the things that we kind of covered here. But yeah, how have you been uh, connecting in a positive way? Like what's, what's assisted you um, during, during this, during this time? And maybe we could share some of our, our tools together.